Welcome to today's Q&A Monday. And this question comes from Andrea in Arizona. She has three kiddos, ages six, four, and one. She says that uh, her question has to do with what to keep and not to keep. She's referring to my episode 19, where I talked about decluttering and homemaking as a homeschool mom. So go back and check out that episode uh, as well. She said, I guess I'm a slight hoarder, but an organized hoarder. That's cute, Andrea. Um, She says she likes to rotate her kids' toys, but at the same time, she likes to keep some of her older son stuff for her younger son, as he'll go through those same phases and need those same things. Also, how do you know what to pass down? She says she wishes that her mom kept lots of her stuff so she could pass it down to her kids as far as toys and stuff. She said for her, the big thing is she likes to keep toys and wants to know, you know, she says she also likes to keep other things as well as far as furniture, don't want to rebuy things. And I totally get that. So mostly she wants some information on decluttering kids items. So let's dive into this question right now. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, homeschool mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. The first thing I would say here, Andrea, is just we need to recognize that when it comes to kids, and especially in our culture where we live here, is there's stuff that comes along with it. And I try to remember what a blessing it is that my children have more clothing to wear than they possibly even could think of wearing in a week. And so I think we need to balance that um, with that mindset of, of a blessing and that we don't have to hold on to too many extra things. But there's just, there are things with kids. And if we're trying to be very conscious of reusing things that can be reused, such as clothing and toys especially, you know, little ones, things like a pack and play or exer saucers or high chairs, instead of getting rid of something and then a year or two later needing something new, the same thing uh, for a younger kiddo. I do remember when my children were younger. So I have three kiddos within five years. And when my youngest was born, prior to that, I went through all of my baby stuff and I separated out into bins. I had bins and bins and bins separated out girls, boys, and we didn't know if he was going to be a boy or a girl. And basically, after he was born, we kind of knew that we weren't planning on having any more children. And I was able then to easily figure out what are we going to keep and what are we not going to keep. But just overall, you know, especially when you have, you know, you have two boys and you want to keep stuff. And if there's an age difference, I remember holding on to things for a few years, because I had already spent the money or they were gifts, and didn't want to repurchase a whole new wardrobe. That just wasn't uh, our our way of, of living. And so there typically is just stuff that goes along with kids. And a great thing to do is to be able to put it into bins, take some time, take some uh, of your budget to purchase some large bins that can be stacked on top of each other and store them in spaces, whether you have an attic or you have a basement area that is dry, 
Uh, you have maybe an upper garage area. We had something like that a couple of houses back. And I would label what was in each thing, whether it was toys or I would put down boys' clothing, 3T, uh, girls' clothing, uh, newborn, whatever it was. I would have things labeled so that I could easily pull pull out what I needed and it wasn't in the midst of our everyday life. There was no reason for me to have out clothing that my youngest hadn't quite grown into, but my older, my older son had grown out of. So bins would be the first kind of major thing I would say to invest in for things that you know you want to keep. Let's jump into that one. I would say keep what is needed to pass down. When it comes to having two boys and you have a girl, I would say let the things go with the girl if you know that that's, that that's going to be it. And I held, again, I held on to my girl's stuff until we were absolutely sure. But keep only what is needed to pass down. That goes for clothing, that goes for toys, and that goes for homeschool. If even that feels like too much, it's okay to let things go. It's okay to pass them on to somebody else. Lean towards minimalism if it feels like too much. Or if your home is one that is too small to keep too many bins. Say, well, I only have one bin for this certain uh, size clothing or one bin for a couple of years of clothing. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. When it comes to homeschool stuff, only keep up through what your youngest needs right now and in the future. And if you find in homeschool something is not working, don't keep it. There's no reason to hold on to such things. Pass it on because there could be another family out there who would love to be able to use that resource for maybe uh, as just you give it to them or for a small fee, you sell it on some used curriculum site or something like that. And it may work great for them. One thing that I did hold on to for longer was just books, just books for them to read. When they, my kiddos were younger, tons and tons of picture books. I would go to every library sale and I would go to all kinds of garage sales and purchase just lots of picture books for really super cheap prices. And with us moving, I had to, and the kids getting older, it was good, a uh, good time to kind of pass on those but for me, uh, books, that was my thing that I kind of hoarded and held on to, but they would read them. So I figured I would, <laughs> I justified that. But if for some reason you find yourself, you're needing some money right now, kiddo needs uh, new clothing for, we're going into the summer. So needs new clothing for the summer. It's okay to sell some of your stuff in order to make some money for some new purchases that you need for years and years and years. I did kids consignment sales. It was a lot of work. And then on the off season when there was was not a consignment sale, say in the spring and in the fall, if there were things that I needed, I would go to kids consignment stores. And my goal each time with these sales was to break even. If I was going to say sell $100 worth of stuff, I didn't want to buy more than $100 worth of stuff. And with these types of sales, you didn't always know how much you made afterwards, but you kind of could get an idea. You kind of know what people are looking for and how much you're selling things for. But sometimes we need to do such a thing, such as selling some toys, selling some baby gear, so that then we have the money to put into what our kids need right now. And just understand that, you know, right now is is still, it's just as important as the future as, as holding on to things. Um, for no, for not necessarily any necessary reason. Now, her other part of her question Andrea asked was about passing down things and wishing that her mom had held on to things. And so she's wondering if she should 
hold on to things as well. And Andrea, that really is a personal decision. If for you, you missed that your mom had held on to some toys and you thought it would be fun for your children to play with those, go ahead and hold on to some things. I have held on to some very specific things that I felt were really special to my kids at the time and made a lot of memories. But to be honest, probably 95 to 97% of the stuff is gone out of my house because it was just something temporary, something that they enjoyed at the time, but it moved on to someone else's house and their kids are enjoying it as well. Because anything that would move out of my house, I would either consign at a, at a sale, kid's sale, or I would just donate to a local thrift store. I do know for my parents, my parents did hold on to quite a bit of things. And my mom gave me my entire Barbie collection. I was really, really, really into Barbies. And when my daughter was in early middle elementary school, maybe lower, eh, I don't even know, seven, eight, I thought she would love these Barbies collected them all for my parents and gave them to her. She was kind of like, eh, okay. We got some of those bins you can slide underneath uh, beds, put everything in there, and guess what? She didn't touch them at all. Did not play with those toys or those Barbies at all. I was obsessed. I And it took me a while to even accrue that many as as I grew up. And a lot of them were like a second, third cousin or something gave me a lot as I was kind of at the, at the end, the tailwind of... Um, playing with Barbies. And I was like, wow, I would have absolutely just been over the moon. I would have, it would have been, I would have been insane out of my mind if someone had just given me all of those Barbies and all of the clothing and all of the things at that time. And my daughter just wasn't interested in it. So my thought is sometimes it's more of us that would be interested in things than our kids. But if it's something that is weighing on your heart and you wish that your mom had held on to things, then go ahead and, and do that if you have the space. And as long as it is not impeding upon your life right now, if it's something you can store somewhere else. And sometimes as time goes by, we encounter those things again in those bins and we then can come to a point where we're ready to let some of those uh, things go. As far as kids and toys, I know you said you like to hold on to toys. Something that I think was slightly brilliant. And I can't take full credit for this because I have no idea. I'm sure I heard it from somebody else. But I would, as you had mentioned also, rotating toys. And I would rotate them to different rooms. And sometimes I would pull them out and put them in a bin in uh, our storage area. If it's things that I didn't see them playing with very much. And then time would go by, maybe a month or two, and they wouldn't even remember that they had this toy. And that's when I knew it was ready to be passed on, either consigned if it was in good condition, maybe thrifted, or sometimes just thrown out. <laughs> but when I noticed that they weren't playing with it, pull it aside. And then when they never asked about it, I was like, okay, that really wasn't very important to them. And as kids get older, you can find out really what they're really interested in and pour some more time and resources just into that instead of having every single toy underneath the sun just because it's popular or something. I, I, do they still do that at Christmas? Is there like this one main toy that everybody wants? For me growing up, it was Cabbage Patch Kids. And I don't, there was no, obviously no internet there in the early 80s. And I don't know how my mom got it, but thank you, mom. I, my life was definitely, definitely complete by having my Cabbage Patch Kid on Christmas morning. But I hope that gave you some ideas, Andrea, and anybody else that is listening that is, you're kind of struggling in the same area. What do I keep? What do I not keep? Maybe for yourself, you even just put some things aside and 
wait to see if you really miss it or if you need it or if it's really necessary in your life. We don't want our stuff to hold us back from what we're called to do. We don't want stuff in our house if it's just, you know, piled up in corners and we can't maneuver around in our house. We can't sit on our couch. We can't, you know, cuddle up in a chair and read a book because there's stuff. In that type of scenario, I'd say there's probably definitely some things that need to be passed on or just organized and put into bins and put aside. We want our home to serve us and we don't want to serve our home. Yes, our home needs maintenance, it needs cleaning, it needs taken care of so that then it in turn can serve us as well and we can use our home as a launching pad out into the out into the world. And if you're feeling really adventurous with this and you're like, you know what, I know I need to do something. What you can do is you can pretend you're going to move <laughs> and tell yourself, we only have one U-Haul. Whatever we could fit into one U-Haul is what we're going to keep. Or maybe you want to start with two and then maybe in a year or so do this again and, and pare down to one U-Haul. But to say to yourself, this is what we're going to have. And this is literally what I did when we moved states. I said, we have one U-Haul and that's it. And James is like, we are very book heavy and I was I was pretty sad about that. I, I knew what he meant and was able then to go through things. And like I mentioned earlier, you know, about the books and the picture books, I had a lot. Went through that and figured out how old my kids are. Like, why am I holding on to this picture book for preschoolers? I don't have preschoolers anymore. I was able to get a bunch of those together and give them to different friends who were absolutely thrilled to be able to get some of these books uh, from us. And it was fun for us to be able to pass on books that we had enjoyed as well. So if you're feeling adventurous or a little bit crazy and you want to pretend you're moving, go ahead. You could even do a garage sale, a yard sale, maybe make a little bit of money and some time. We've always enjoyed having uh, garage sales and yard sales, get to know your neighbors and bless people with something else. They can buy something for 25 cents and kids absolutely love to have yard sales. So I hope some of this has helped you, Andrea. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on a Q&A Monday, you got to email me. If I run out of questions, I can't do these Monday podcast episodes. So send me an email with your question. Include your first name, your state, and obviously your question. And you can email me at lee, spelled L-E-I-G-H, at littlebylittlehomeschool.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.